Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. This is Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've just got an awesome guest. I've just been listening to uh, one of his podcasts, so I've got a hundred questions and probably more. But uh, my guest today is Billy Atwell, and uh, Billy's the founder and host of the Unshakable Self-Confidence podcast. What began as his attempt to understand the nature of fear and self-doubt in order to recover from years of violence and abuse is now an iTunes Top 300 show with thousands of listeners worldwide. He lives and continues his work in Chicago, 
and visit him at unshakableselfconfidence.com. And uh, Billy, you're welcome, and you're in one of my favorite cities. Uh, well, yeah, it's one of my favorite. I've been living here for just over 20 years now. It's the longest I've ever lived anywhere, and I absolutely love it. Um, and thank you, by the way, for having me on your show today. I'm super <laughs> looking forward to having a conversation with you, and uh, we can definitely talk about yoga, too. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great show. Considering I'm just getting ready to uh, go on a cruise, and I did this last year and did yoga twice a day, um, and in that atmosphere, I was fine. But like you said, sometimes going into a yoga studio isn't always comfortable, and we'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, tell me about you a little bit. What what brought you on this path of unshakable self confidence and and really helping people understand the need for it. Yes. So it started about six years ago at the end of a second relationship that I'd had um, that was ended up being with, um, uh, I, I talk it a little bit more extensively in my book, but I had been with someone for 15 years that was a really violent alcoholic and uh, that ended um, just 11 years ago. And so on this path of trying to deal with that and um, recover from that. And I got myself involved with another individual who was narcissistic and very violent. And that relationship, when I started to uh, stand up for myself, I had made enough progress and understanding about myself and not being a doormat, if you will. Um, uh, I was, uh, the response was me being thrown up against the wall and almost being strangled to death. And wow. Yeah. Um, and I don't make light of that. It's just, it's been so long now, but that was a very, that was a pivotal moment for me. Um, because I didn't have any answers at that point, but I just had wondered how did I get here? How did this happen to me? Because I'm a nice guy, you know, yeah. I'm a, a good person. I always try to do the right thing. I'm not perfect like anyone. No one's perfect, but right. Um, and so a really good friend of mine, her name is Holly. She had recommended that I read this book by Joyce Meyer called Battlefield of the Mind. And because in it, Joyce had also suffered from abuse from her father and uh, other relationships as well. And so that helped me to, you know, I, I put my trust in her actually, uh, because there was a similar thing. And this is where I started to realize that we get into these situations, not because we're bad people, but because we don't have the right, right mindset. Specifically, we don't really have any self-worth. Um, right. And that was the journey. And I started to read book after book after book. There was um, uh, Claude M. Bristol's the, you know, the, the Magic of Believing and, of course, Napoleon Hill and all these New Thought Christians uh, from the early and mid 20th century. And I just started to do research on this concept of how we think about ourselves is how we're going to respond to the world, how our life is going to unfold. And uh, to a certain degree, the kind of experiences we're going to have in life. And about six years ago, I wanted to start talking to some of these individuals that had written books um, uh, spiritual books, uh, contemporary thoughts on neuroscience and meditation mm -hmm. and all these things. And so I started a podcast. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, it was originally called Fear Not. And I just started interviewing people um, 
and talking about fear and self-doubt. And then about a year ago, I changed it to unshakable self-confidence. Once I realized that there were other people like me out there who had been in these sort of situations and didn't know where to go, how to start, how to get out of it, how to change their lives. So that's what I've been doing ever since. Wow, that's wonderful. And it's so necessary um, because abuse can be very, um, um, very unconscious, uh, subconscious. It can be very um, uh, hard to hard to pinpoint that you're being abused. I mean, we've got violent abusers and we have people that that really subliminally get in there and abuse. Um, what's what's one of the first steps? And and by the way, congratulations on on moving out of that and and being aware and bringing it to the forefront. But what is the first thing? Is it is it recognizable that that uh, you're being abused or that you have a lack of boundaries or a lack of self worth? What is it for the individual to take that first step? Well, I can only speak from my own experience, and in that first uh, relationship for 15 years, I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. What I've learned is, um, and I don't know what your viewers, you know, what their faith or anything is, and I, I don't believe in just strictly Christianity. I don't, I'm not one of those kind of Christians. I just think God is God. And Right. You I know, agree. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. um, but in order to have any mastery and a relationship and to come to your sort of true self in a relationship, you've got to pick. And so I have chosen to trust um, Jesus. And so what I've learned from that and doing research as I dove deep into that, as well as with the Apostle Paul, is there's that intuitive thing. You know, I've had guests on the show, they call it GPS system, you know, and every sort of spiritual practice calls it something else. And it was there all along trying to, to get me out of that situation. I just didn't, I wasn't listening to it. I didn't have any faith in it. I didn't I was more looking in my circumstances and thinking that if I tried harder or uh, I was better or if I was more loving or more forgiving and all this stuff, that's just sort of a lie cycle. Um, I would say the first step and one of the things that I had to learn was that you need to listen to that inner voice because it is trying to guide you in your life and to get you out of situations and put you into better situations. And it's never going to happen until you can trust that voice and then take those actions that it is trying to say, you know, do this or go there. And then, you know, you, you wait for the next step, if that makes any sense. Anyone who understands the concept of, you know, the Holy Spirit, we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit for our own lives. Right. And right. That, that was a hard journey for me to do. Um, so, and I think, too, in conjunction with that, you really have to understand that your thoughts uh, are crucial and critical and you need to start observing your thoughts and writing them down and seeing how you really think and speak about yourself because it'll it'll just um it's a hard situation to be in patty Um, (laughs) it it definitely is yeah it, it absolutely is because you know one of the things that that i talk about intuition or following your thoughts because for me they're one and the same is that we have the thought and then we attempt to self-analyze whether or not it makes sense um and to allow ourselves to get out of the fear mode and and the problem is is that we analyze it according to our past patterns and so a lot of times we become dismissive 
of our own thoughts um, because we feel like, well, if I follow this, what's next? The unknown becomes so overwhelming that they're like, well, I'll make a little shift, but not a big shift. Um, and it's that listening to the thought. It's listening to that intuition that I think, uh, you know, I, I tell people I follow my intuition instantly, but that doesn't mean I don't analyze it for the next three days as to why I just did what I did. Um, but I've got to follow the thoughts of what's a, what's a, a pattern to move me out of a place where I'm uncomfortable yeah, or that I know it's not healthy for me. Yeah. I can add to that because that was part of my research is that we get into these negative thought patterns and cycles and relationships because we have a negative self image and those that negative self image has thoughts too. So really importantly, in order to understand and to know which voice to listen to, because one's negative and one's positive, you've got to sort of step back and detach yourself from thoughts. And that's a process. It didn't come quick or easy for me. I'm just going to, you know, be honest. Mm -hmm. But sure. you've got to remember that you aren't the thought. You've got to disassociate yourself. And as like Buddha said and Jesus said and uh, even the Apostle Paul, thoughts are external. They uh, come from a stream of consciousness. And it's our job to, like you were saying, sort of analyze, step back and see, is this thought really a negative thought that's trying to keep me in fear? Or is this a, a positive thought? that's trying to elevate me and lift me up into a higher spiritual realm or, um, you know, to get out of the dead end that I've, you know, let fear drive me into that kind of right. thing. So that takes some time too, but that's a lot about what I write about in my book and what we yeah. talk about the show is you've got to get to the core root first and foremost. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise you're never going to make any progress with, um, thought patterns or anything. Yeah. I always say that fear is forgetting every available resource, and it's that piece of God that's inside of all of us. And um, sometimes we need to. One of my one of my cues when I was a child growing up in an alcoholic family was getting into a closet and being as dark as I could, because then I could see the light inside of me. And I knew that if I followed that, then I'd be safe, that if I was paying attention to that light. So it's, uh, for me, it's forgetting every available resource, and that's what's inside of us. And I really thank you for sharing um, your your history a little bit and how you reach that. And we're going to move into that more as we uh, come back from break. But uh, folks, this is um, Patty Conklin with Billy Atwell. And you can find Billy at unshakableselfconfidence.com. And we'll be right back. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. 
Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. pattyconklin.com. Or we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners Hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Call 404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. Is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. You're with Patty Conklin, and my guest today is Billy Atwell, and I'm just really enjoying his uh, thoughts and his philosophies, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. So, so Billy, how do you how do you tell the difference between forgiveness and unconditional love, or is there a difference between those two? No, there's not. Um, okay. 
forgiveness is by its very definition um, uh, in Webster, and I'm all about uh, looking up words uh, and you know. Uh-huh. Uh, it means to cease to feel resentment against. And so um, a lot of people think, you know, this in my, my research and my own personal journey and a lot of the interviews that I've done, you know, forgiveness, most people have a tendency to forgive and they use it as a weapon like, I've forgiven you, aren't I so good? Um, you know, that sort of ego trip. And that's right. not what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness and unconditional love are in the same because you allow that person to be the way that they are even if they cause offense and you don't you you don't hold that against them um dealing with you know being in abusive relationships and a lot of people uh, i don't know what your experience is but there's a lot of victim mentality and i went through that myself um but you that that in itself will keep you trapped in that negative condition and will perpetuate more of those situations in your life. And that was a hard one to do because, you know, I've, 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 you know, was almost strangled to death. I've, I've been in very violent situations with people that were supposed to love me. And so, you know, to forgive someone to that and to let all of that go and to never hold it against them again, it's a tough thing to do. But I, you know, and this is where people get tricked because then they think, well, then you allow them back into your life. And that's not the case. Um, Forgiveness and unconditional love is not the same as letting someone who's treated you very badly, uh, whether minor or very violently in your life. That's not what it means. Forgiveness means is that you hold nothing inside of you, inside of your spirit um, against them. You know, you literally let it go. I know you seem to me like you understand the Bible a little bit. You know, you're supposed to give away the ashes for the crown of glory, uh, mm-hmm. just talks about it in, um, and Mark, you know, if you want right. to use words for power to, uh, the law of attraction or any of those kinds of things that, you know, that are in the Bible as well, right after it, it doesn't get talked about, but the very last clause in scripture 26 is like, you've got to forgive because if you hang on to that, that's a negative energy that's going to poison you. A lot of people think that, if you, you know, hold that unforgiveness and that you're punishing them, they don't really care. If they That's care, right. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Very they, true. Yeah. If they cared about you, they wouldn't have treated you that way. It's to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all about you. And that's what I found. Jesus was talking about. You don't forgive people or love people because they deserve it. You're doing it because it's what's going on inside of you is absolute paramount and number one priority uh, because we're supposed to be these vessels for God. And if you live in anger and judgment and resentment, you're blocking the door for God to come through into your life and to do what you're on this earth to do. And so forgiveness is, it's tricky. It took me a long time, like I said, but that that's what I've learned. It's this thing that you just let it go so that you are in, perfect alignment with God um, right. uh, for you and for your life, because at the end of right. the day, that's all we have. That's all that matters. I mean, one of the, one of the things that, that I teach, and I think we're talking the same language here, is, is forgiving is not condoning. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to walk the same path. But if we truly believe in God and we truly believe that um, 
our soul is walking the path that God has uh, ordained for us, or preordained for us, um, then then that individual or individuals are also walking their own path. And there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that they are walking a path that is meant for them as a soul. So when I ask people to forgive um, people who have abused them in their life and so forth, I'm asking them as a soul level, let it forgive because if you hold on to it, what you're saying in essence is that I don't trust God to be in alignment with that person. And, and the bottom line, just as you said, it comes back to what our path is with God. And, you know, I, I teach about the power of our words and how, when we're using words, every word goes into ourselves. And so if I'm going to be angry at someone or not forgive someone, I need to remind myself, I am not um, doing anything to them. They don't care. What I'm doing is harming myself. And that's not okay. It's, it's better for me to understand that my growth is between myself and God and not with anyone else. That, that pinpoint it? Yeah. You know, to, to go back again, I mean, some people use forgiveness as a weapon to say, I'm so good because I forgive you. you right. know, there's there's yeah. still that you're still judging the other person bad. And That's I think right. if Jesus, who didn't judge the woman of being stoned, you know, I mean, right. <laughs> judgment. And I don't even think God judges us. I think that's just sort of a, a religious. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll jump but, on that bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what I've learned from studying other spiritualities, like the Hindus, when they, they bow and greet you, it's because they're they're recognizing and celebrating that divine, the, the divinity in you. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus was talking about. We are all physical manifestations of God. So you don't know what's really going on with that other person. And like you said, you don't have to condone it. Right. You, you don't have to let it in your life. But that person is, you know, essentially uh, uh, a child of God, uh, mm -hmm. at the very least, in, in, in terms of like how I'm trying to express it. But that's God manifest too. But usually what happens when we do that, and you can attest to it, it seems like when you live in fear, you cut off that knowledge of the light of your true nature. Yes. And so, and we all do that. So yeah. the best thing to do is to forgive them and realize that they're just in probably greater fear and torment than you. Mm -hmm. um, and just forgive them and at the very least, walk away. You don't, I think we, we have a tendency to try to fix and to judge and to oh, try to make the world so true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we can't fix the outside world. I think Gandhi said it best when be the change you wish to see in the world. And that's all we really have control over, right? Is how are we responding? What difference are we making in the world? And it's not about trying to change people or tell them they're wrong or correct them or, uh, anything. It's about you. And Jesus said it too. Why do you stare at the splinter in your brother's eye when you have a beam of timber in your own? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I tend to look at it this way when, when I'm looking at myself as to whether or not I'm in judgment of someone else. I look at it between the difference of judgment and discernment. And judgment means that I have an emotion or an expectation attached to the end result. Discernment means that I can look at that person and realize we're not walking the same path. 
and it's okay to let go. And it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just, we're not walking the same path. And so I'm walking a different path. Um, and I think if we can stay out of our ego and stay out of that place of, you know, like you said, you know, well, I'm forgiving, look at me. It's not about that. It's about walking away, letting go of an emotional attachment or an expectation to the end result. Like you're going to get something in return if you forgive that person. And I really think it's not about that. It's it's really looking at our own souls and realizing what, what path we are taking. Yeah. I'll disagree with you just slightly because I think we uh-huh. do something. I think we get a better life um, yeah. for that. And I, I mean, it, and that in itself shouldn't be... Well, I mean, maybe it is an incentive. I don't know. I don't really have the answer on that. But I've noticed that when you do walk in that, then at least for me. So, you know, on the beginning of this journey, um, Patty, one of my my first prayers that I think I was really conscious of praying at this beginning, I just wanted to be the chill dude in the room. That's how I put it. You know, like Jesus in the middle of the storm. To me, that seems to be the ultimate. And that's what Jesus was talking about. You want this? This is how you get it. And ways to get it in it is to stay out of judgment. And every time I start to feel judgment, I can feel that squeezing inside of me. Um, And I have to make a conscious decision about what's more important, the satisfaction and even probably my righteousness, if you will, to use that Mm -hmm. word, judging them correctly or my internal peace. And I think it's a choice. And I think you do sort of I don't think rewards the right way, you know, the right word to express it. But there, you do get something out of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, if nothing else, just super calm peace and um, fear dissipates. Uh, do you think we get serenity out of that when when we can stay in that place of of calm and non non judgment? Um, I tend to think of it as serenity of just that that uh, all-encompassing feeling, not not uh, joy, not love, not, you know, everything else, just a serene kind of um, existence. I, I don't know how to frame it either. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say serenity is a good choice of words. Uh, for me, when I meditate, um, I always sort of meditate on the concept of be still and know that I'm God. I think there's that concept of just standing still internally mm-hmm. uh, on a spiritual level and just realizing that you're really not in control. Like Jesus said, we're just vapor and mist. We're here today. We're gone tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so true. Yeah. And so it's, true. Yeah. You have the, the power, uh, you know, and the abilities that are, you know, God, it's like everything is mine and what's yours is mine. And yep. I'm manifest. I made glory, you know. Good. When, when we come back, we'll continue that thread. Folks, this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within and my guest, Billy Atwell. Audience, if you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, 
Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxonradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Center and Studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404 404- Four seven four zero zero eight six. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, it's Patty Conklin and Healing Within, and my guest today is Billy Atwell, and I'm 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 loving our conversation. Got to be honest, it's um, 
it's something that is so critical uh, for everyone and not just because of the age that we're in or or the the culture that we're in or whatever it's it's a it's a life of um, existence and and how we choose to live it um, I'm kind of fascinated with with the whole concept and certainly I work with my own forgiveness and discernment and so on. Um, and I know you have as well, but what about the critics who will come back to me and maybe they've come back to you about if you are, if you are forgiving and you're staying in that place of peace, um, are you really getting anything done in this world? Are you being productive? Are you, are you, are you going anywhere or are you just sitting on the sidelines, staying in a place of peace? What do you think about that? I've got a very different opinion about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Let me hear uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. One of my, you know, Gandhi, Gandhi, Jesus and Buddha are like my, and Luke Skywalker, to be honest. These Mine are like too. my. Yeah. Put Luke in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're sort of like my heroes and my inspirations and like mm-hmm. my aspirations of what's possible, particularly I think as, you know, being a, a man. Um, mm-hmm. But um you know, Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And that took me a long time because as we were talking before, a lot of people try to fix the world. I'll change the world. I'll make the better world. Then I'm going to feel good about myself. I'll feel better when the world has changed. And that's backwards. And so what happens and what I've discovered and through prayer and meditation and experience is that when you become that change, when you you know, like what Jesus is saying, quit focusing on the splinter in your brother's eye and be more concerned with removing the timber in your own eye. When you do that, you are changing the world because there's one less person in the world who resides in fear and self-doubt and negative energy. You're living in light. You're living in a, a positive sphere. And just your very existence in that energy pattern has already changed the world. You're right. already and I mean, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't help people and, and charitable things. But I think, you know, that's a step ahead of what really needs to happen first, which is to really, you know, understand who you are, work on yourself and change that negative self-image route that I talk about and inherited negative self-image route and get back to sort of that uh, one that we were born with, the um, the divine origin uh, positive self-image route. And then when you do that, you start operating from that and you've already changed the world. You've already made a huge impact on the world. How do, how do people get to that place of understanding? I mean, I, I think that it's a continuation of our everyday breath of, of reminding ourselves that, uh, be the change, um, that we, we want to see the world. Um, but, but people who, are in abusive situations right now that are listening to this, people who um, are having real struggles with self-worth um, or moving on to a different aspect of their life. How do we how do we help them get there in understanding that it's okay to move forward um, in a different in a different path? Well, from my own research um, and uh, you know with the interviews that I've done and through my own experience, it's and everyone has one. It's again to I, you know, and my and I talk about it in my book, and we talk about it on the show. It's an inherited negative self-image. It's not what we're born with. We're born in the, um, we're created by God. We have yeah. 
this thing. We're the living expression of God, as is all things on this planet and in the universe, the known universe and beyond. But what happens is that this negative energy that exists in the world gets passed down to us. And it happens in our childhood and it's usually passed down. I got mine from my stepfather and we accept that as as who we really are. We forget ourselves and then we allow that to take root within ourselves and that starts to manifest. So you've got to deal with that first. You've got to find the root because um, another favorite guy of mine, uh, Henry David Thoreau, and this is how it set me on the journey. There's a really great quote. He's like, there are a thousand hacking at the branches of evil to one who's striking at the root. And you, most people try to do the quick fixes, like five second rule, uh, you know, to calm yourself down or right, right. You know, spend a lot of time and energy working on shopping, negative shopping behaviors or food behaviors and all this stuff. That's not the issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is that core identity root. And you've got to find out what the negative one is that you've been given. And then you've got to plant, replant, actually, that image that you and God are one. And you start to build and defeat that and you you change that. And it's and you were saying before, and I made the mistake of this. I thought, I'm I've I've understand this, I've kicked it, I never have to deal with it again. No. <laughs> no. It's an everyday event, isn't it? It's I I find it. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll constantly be uh climbing the mountain. Uh as the apostle Paul put it, he um uh said that he made made no pretense of you know, saying that he has reached the final destination, but rather that he continually strives toward that goal Mm -hmm. and that he lets go of the past. Yes. And that to me was a big helpful thing. It's to me, and not that I think that anyone who doesn't do this is not successful, but really you're already spending a lot of time and energy in a negative sphere. You could be spending this same amount of time and energy in a positive sphere and have a better life. Um, isn't isn't that I mean that is just so truth and and when I think about it, I mean when I think of negativity versus positivity and and the idea of continually moving towards our positive existence, it's so easy to destroy something. I mean it it, it can take seconds. It can take minutes to destroy a lifetime, but it takes daily awareness to create the positive lifetime and so many people just don't want to do that work um it just it just feels like at times their story sticking to their story um in the negativity is so much easier than taking that step towards the the positiveness and um i just encourage anybody who's listening is it's so much it may feel like more work in the beginning um, to reach that positive stance. But as you move into it and realize it's a daily basis, um, it is so much more serene than staying in that negative. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, if I can yeah. add to that. Um, sure. I'm not going to lie. It is painful to move from a negative sphere to a positive sphere because it's a lot of work. Because yeah. I think, you know, you have to use the natural laws. And physics is a natural divine law. And when you're stuck and you're static, in order to build momentum and to get energy to move, it takes a lot of fuel, a lot of energy. Um, the way that I try to help my clients and you know the listeners of the show and is that to use the analogy of the 
the the playground merry-go-round, right? Mm -hmm. When you get on, it's really, it's stuck. It's hard to push, right? You've got to really lean into it and push to get that merry-go-round going around and around. But when you do that, and if you stick with it, what happens is that you'll notice that it starts to pick up speed and then you Mm -hmm. jump on. And then all you really have to do for the rest of your life uh, is once you've broken out of that negative energy uh, gravitational pull and put yourself in the positive is get it started rolling and then just put your foot on the ground and just sort of push every once in a while to maintain uh, the momentum of the positive sphere. It will take a lot of effort and energy to switch. But when you're there, it becomes this maintenance thing, which you're already doing, but in a negative context. Um, and it becomes habitual. And like it says in the Bible, you've got to constantly renew your mind daily. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's yes. all you have to do is spend five minutes every day in the morning going, I'm not going back to the way that I was. I don't have to. No one can make me do it. I'm a child of God. I have all these wonderful things. And today will be the way that I choose to make it. And no one can tell me what to do. No one can tell me how to think, what choices to make. And then it becomes easier. That becomes your habit. But yeah. you've yeah. got to change your habit and that will require work. Right. One of the one of the things that I teach, and we can talk about this when we come back, because sometimes I get flack for it and sometimes people understand it. Um, but one of the things I, I say is life is meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless. When God gave us life, he didn't give us meaning to life. And so there's no one on this planet who can make you feel angry. And there's no one on this planet who can make you feel love. Those are choices that we have in the moment of every event that takes place in our life. We have choice. And so many people, it seems, and and I think there are, are many, many of us and me at times, um, you know, get into the victim mode. Uh, oh, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. And it's like, no, there's always choice. There's there's always choice. And uh, but we're the ones who are going to put the emotion to the event. And uh, if we choose to make, um, you know, let's say we had a negative experience in our in our past, we learned something from it. Something positive came out of it. And so if we focus on the positive of that uh, event instead of the negative of it, then we're moving, continuing to move forward on a positive, um, in a positive state. So kind of leave it there. Think about it during the break and we'll come back and, and continue on. You can find, um, Billy at unshakableselfconfidence.com, um, is his website. And, uh, I encourage you to go listen to some of his podcasts. They're really, uh, fantastic and and very uh, thought-provoking. So this is Patty Conklin and Healing Within and my guest, Billy Atwell, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, just like sugar is what you're looking for. 
Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will... Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. Change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They're here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. 
Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Hi, everyone. This is Patty Conklin and Healing Within, and you're coming back. Uh, to my wonderful guest, Billy Atwell, and and uh, I'm going to be listening to more of his podcast. I'll, I'll uh, put that out there right now. But Billy, what do you think about the, um, the choice of meaning in life? Well, I might slightly disagree with you in the sense about meaning of life. I don't think we know what the meaning of life is. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, clearly, you know, God is constantly creating and doing wonderful things all the time. We I think it's we should get to the point where we just maybe just appreciate it and be in awe of it. I don't think we need to understand the meaning of life, you know, and that's a lot of people. Oh, I just I wish I knew the meaning of my life. Right. And, <laughs> I and wish I knew what I was supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. And I've yeah. been there. I've been there. And let me just tell you from experience, just let it go because we will never know. That's uh, right. Um, I think in terms of choice, and again, this is something that uh, I had to deal with, and I had to face myself in the mirror and to do it. But, you know, you were saying choices in life, Mm -hmm. and it says very clearly in the Bible, I set before you life and death, now choose. Now, the things that I've gotten out of that is, is that, first of all, we have a responsibility to take personal responsibility for ourselves and our lives. Absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people do that. Um, I agree. I think the other important thing that doesn't get talked about that is, is that it's a choice. It's a gift from God. There's no judgment. You want, you want negative life? You want a positive life? I don't care. It doesn't matter. That's right. It doesn't matter to God. You're yeah. making a choice, right? You're making a choice. I'm not judging you. I'm not, you know, I'm going to love you unconditionally. And I'm going to give you exactly what you ask of me. So yeah. why not choose the better life? <laughs> <laughs> but, I I so agree because, and it's, it's hard for people to understand that. And, and I think, you know, for various reasons, they want to be told, you know, a lot of times they'll call for a consult and just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it's like, well, no, take personal responsibility. What do you think you should be doing? You know, you tell me what, what your options are. Um, and, but I think that it's, it's moving people towards, and all of us, um, towards that place of understanding that, that we do have 
the ability to make it a positive space. And we can choose to stay in the negative. Um, wow. I mean, it seems like such a simple concept, and yet it's not. It's a simple concept. It's just yeah. very difficult for us to understand and comprehend because of the way we're raised, um, through negative behavior. You know, people tell us we're terrible and life sucks. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and I think, too, um, traditional Christianity, and I don't mean like maybe the New Thought Christians or anything that's going on now, but the dogmatic side that comes from sort of that early Roman empire where it was like, thou shall not, and you are a horrible person and uh, all this stuff that, you know, still sticks with us in a culture. Um, that's hard. That's hard to step out from that. I was not raised Christian and even I had to deal with that. Right. Right. Mm. You, you are triggering a, a memory for me of my, my first time that I walked into church. I, I walked up uh, a mile and a half up the road by myself at the age of seven um, to go into a church, and I'd never been to one. And it was a it was a Northern Baptist church with a Southern Baptist minister. Uh-oh. And, and, and I remember sitting down in the pew, because I was late, because I was seven years old, and I walked there, um, and he was pounding the pulpit, and he said, you're all sinners. And, and I remember being seven years old, sitting there going, I'm just a kid, what have I done? And just, you know, that self-doubt. Uh, hitting me because that was the first thing that I heard coming from him. Um, and it took me years um, to realize what he was saying. Um, but boy, as a kid, did it ever impact me? Yeah, I had a really great guest. She was a recurring guest on my show quite a bit. Um, she was one of my favorite, um, and I'm doing air quotes here, Christian, you know, representative mm -hmm. show. And I was being really honest, as I usually am on my, I shouldn't say usually, as I am on my show. As you are, yeah. Yeah, and I was having a real hard time about really reading the Bible and doing my research and, you know, um, uh, seeing what Jesus was saying in, in, in Mark and stuff, but then mm -hmm. seeing the non-relationship into Christianity. And she was like, well, why don't you just throw out the bathwater but not the baby? Yeah, and so I did that, and I started to really dive deep into where do these things come from, and they're not from Jesus. They are from men uh, who try to create religion and, you know, power and struggle and greed. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And because yeah. Jesus never said, you're an awful, horrible sinner, you're going to burn in hell. He says, we are one with God, and we have these powers. So yeah. I was like, hmm. Am I going to trust Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus and his teaching and what other men throughout the entire history were saying the same stuff? I'm like, right, right. Or am I going to this group that's trying to control me? And, you know, and I'm like, hmm. so yeah. I made the decision. I made the yeah. decision. I, I think it's so important and really critical because one of the things that I'll say is, you know, um, maybe you like going to church every Sunday and that's and that's wonderful. But understand that that whoever you're listening to is creating the interpretation of their feelings about what a scripture says. And one of the things I talk about in my book is, is a dear friend of mine who was a rabbi um, and uh, was in a concentration camp. And another good friend it was a Catholic minister. And the three of us would sit down and take one piece of scripture and we could argue it for hours, just one, one piece of scripture, because we had 
um, different histories of what we thought it meant. And I think that that's a really critical piece is to to do your own research, to do your own reading. When I was a kid, I was convinced I was going to be a minister when I grew up. And that's all I wanted was my own congregation and be a minister and and do whatever. Um, And God had different plans and I chose a different path and, and it's been all good. But I think it's really important to understand that we can read one scripture and I do like it. Um, I don't know if you find it this way, but when I when I'm listening to something Buddha said and something that Jesus said and something that Gandhi said um, and they're all in synchronicity, that tells me something really important that it's something that I want to really analyze for myself and and normally put forth into me. Yeah, well, I mean, the word prayer and meditation are very similar, and to meditate is where you're placing your focus. Um, mm-hmm. One of the scriptures that I use in my my courses and in my book, um, when you start to nurture that new divine, you know, inherited self-image that we were born with is, I use First uh, John 4, 17, which is, as God is, so are we in this world. When you yeah. stop to think about that every day just for five minutes— how could that not be transformative about who right. you are and what you're capable of doing in this life? Yeah. Well, also understanding, I think, and and being okay with with a course correction. You know, I remember years ago when I worked at Laubach uh, Literacy, I was overseeing women's literacy programs in 30 countries. And uh, one of the, the stories that Frank Laubach used to say was when he met with Gandhi and uh, wanted to bring lin- literacy um, into that region. And Gandhi said that the women didn't need it and, uh, and that the men could be taught, but the women didn't need it. And Gandhi, uh, within a few weeks sent a telegram, uh, to Laubach telling him he was wrong, that women needed to be literate as well as men and that he wanted to bring the program in. And, and it's one of the things that I love about the teachings of Gandhi or Buddha or Jesus is, is the ability to sit back and you know make a decision and the ability to sit back and go, nope, you know what, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And if we could go back real quick on the concept of, of choice and taking personal responsibility, one of my favorite letters that the Apostle Paul ever wrote was to the Roman, the early Roman church. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about sort of dogma and rules and regulation and like this, you're a sinner, you're awful, you're terrible, you're going to burn in hell. Right. Uh, in, in Romans, his letter to the Romans in uh, seven six, he talks about that we are we have ceased all inter, uh, intercourse with the law, not because it's bad, it's good, but because when you engage in the law, you set up automatically because we live in a dualistic world mm-hmm. of you know, negative and positive. You set up sin, and he's like, if I had never known the law, I would have never have shown, uh, known sin. And then he was like, we are not to cease, you know, we're not to be led by the law anymore, but rather by the Holy Ghost and our own individual plan that God mm-hmm. has for us. And I don't think that gets taught in church. It's like, you must do this. You should not do that. Right. Really, the one, the only person, and I don't mean the word person literally, because I don't think God is a man with a beard. Right, or, right, right. Sitting up on his throne. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Jesus said God was energy and spirit. Um, mm-hmm. And is that the only person thing or person, uh, for lack of a better word, is God. What knows it's best for you. So go directly to the source. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. 
Totally yeah. agree. It's so important. It's, 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 you know, and one of the things that we talked about early is that um, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter what quote religion you're following, because my belief is they all take us back to God. And so it's not about a right or wrong path. It's about taking a path, whichever one you choose um, to lead back to God. So I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you, Patty. It's just, yeah. that's, in, that's in my book. I use the expression. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I use the expression, God is a freeway. And yep. so like Jesus and Buddha and all these other people, they're on ramps. Yep, absolutely. And, and so we're not supposed to get stuck on the on-ramp. A lot of people will tell you you need to stay on the on-ramp. But the whole point is like all these men throughout history have been saying, this way works. Yes. Just trust yep. me and take it all the way through. And you too will get on the freeway of God. And that's I, your... Your, your destination is not the on-ramp, it's sure. the freeway. Thank you and, so much, Billy. I appreciate you being on. Folks, this is Patty Conklin and my guest, Billy Atwell. And Billy, I hope you'll come back. And uh, folks, have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>